You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. So I looked at the schedule, and I saw that the Padres had a doubleheader at Wrigley Field against the Cubs. I naturally thought that the Padres were going to sweep that doubleheader. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, I did not think that was going to happen, but it did. And so now we're going to talk about it. I'm Allison Footer, and I'm here with A.J. Casabell, our wonderful Padres beat writer. So, A.J., um, tell me about what stood out to you on those two wins last Wednesday at Wrigley Field for the Padres. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's just baseball. You don't, you don't when the Padres play a doubleheader at Wrigley Field against the Cubs, you don't expect them to win uh, two games. But honestly, at, at this point, whenever Drew Pomerantz pitches, the Padres have a chance. I mean, it's too early to call him an ace, uh, just because that definition is, is bestowed upon guys who have earned it. But he's, he's for, the, for a month into the season, he's been the Padres' best pitcher, and every time he's pitched, they have a chance to win. His curveball's been unbelievable. Uh, he, he has a 1.80 ERA. Uh, his last 18 innings is allowed... Uh, seven hits and only one run. So he's pitching like one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, that was game two. Game one actually might have been one of their best wins of the year, uh, just in in large part because the Cubs are such a proficient offense, and when they get rolling, they're hard to stop. But the Padres kind of stopped them. They held them in check once they got the four runs, and the Padres battled back against a pretty good bullpen. So uh, all in all, it was probably the Padres' best day of the season so far. It's hard to argue otherwise. Just a team like the Cubs that had won eight in a row. Uh, but I think what you're seeing with the Padres is that they're, at the ver- at, at the very least, they're a resilient bunch that isn't gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna uh, lie over when, uh, when, when they get down by a run or two in a hostile environment like Wrigley. Yeah, I mean, we should say in that second game to go back to that for a second. That was a one nothing win, and I don't know. I mean, when you talk to starting pitchers after games like that, um, you know, they'll act like they are unaware of the score, and it's not so much how many runs their team is scoring as much as it is how much he's how many runs he's giving up but at the same time that is like really stressful to hang in there to have such a marginal lead and be able to be that kind of mentally tough and be able to get through that that's not everyone can do that yeah and Pomerantz has been involved in a couple of those this year the I mean his uh his, game, his matchup against Kershaw was the same thing and then last week he faced Syndergaard uh, and that was one nothing for a while so he's he's had no shortage of pitchers duels. He's also faced Madison Bumgarner. He faced Velasquez in that uh, 16 or strikeout game that he had. So he's he's been going up against aces uh, kind of one after the other. And every time we ask him about it, he's kind of just like, well, you know what? I don't really care who I'm facing. My goal is to allow zero runs, and if I do that, we'll win the game. Well, that was actually the case on uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So they've won five of seven, um, thrown back-to-back shutouts for the first time since July of 2014, and they're nine. They're nine, and they're in the middle of a nine and five stretch. And and this is what stands out is that uh, the start, the pitching staff has a 2.54 ERA, and the bullpen has a 1.94 ERA. So, um, you know, relievers with 10 straight scoreless. Uh, including that doubleheader day where they had like seven scoreless innings. And what the whole point of this is, of course, no matter what kind of team you have and no matter what, where they are projected to end the season, um, a stretch of good pitching is this is the result. And they have to feel good about all of their pitchers kind of overachieving at this point. Yeah, their whole bullpen was fantastic on Wednesday. Their bullpen's been fantastic for about two weeks now. They, they really struggled when St. Louis came to town at the end of April. And since then, it's almost like they've kind of been pitching with a chip on their shoulder. A lot of people weren't. A lot of people were not pleased with the bullpen. Several guys in the bullpen. Uh, Brandon Maurer, the setup man, has been lights out since then. His fastball velocity is actually 
in the last couple weeks, it's up to like 97.5 miles an hour on average. Uh, and his, his slider is, is, in my opinion, honestly maybe the best pitch on the Padres right now, and uh, it's getting swings and misses. Uh, Fernando Rodney's been incredible. The whole bullpen's been great. Ryan Buchter's been a been a, an absolute steal. They kind of plucked him out of out of the minor leagues. Uh, so uh, the bullpen's been great. The starting rotation, a big part of the reason the bullpen has been great, is because the bullpen hasn't had been so taxed like they were earlier. Uh, and if you're going to win, you're going to need pitching performances like that. You're going to need guys going five, six, seven innings into the game and not putting such a burden on the bullpen, which is what the Padres starters have done. And offensively, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like John Jay, his numbers are standing out. Um, I was taking some notes on some of the better offensive performances. It's been a couple of days, but he's had a nice, a pretty nice stretch. So um, would you say he's probably the most productive hitter at this point? Right now, uh, yeah, right now he is. I mean, Will Myers and Matt Kemp are kinda, have kind of fallen into a little bit of a slump, which, is, which has coincided with the Padres' hot streak. Uh, John Jay, the, the thing with John Jay was early in the season, his batting average wasn't terrible. But he was kind of the beneficiary of some some 16 hoppers that snuck through. Now he's hitting the ball square. He's hitting the ball hard, and he's, he's getting rewarded with extra base hits. He's uh, and and uh, yeah, right now he's he's their best hitter, and he's reaching base too, which is I mean all you need out of a leadoff man. Yeah, so I'm looking at the schedule here. So they have a couple more with the Brewers, and then they start a very long stretch of games against only teams in their division. So they'll have a homestand with the Giants and the Dodgers, and they go to San Francisco, then they go to Arizona. Um, so this is kind of a crucial time, right? I mean, this, this division is wide open. Like, the Padres are in last place, and they're two and a half games out of first. So I guess anybody can kind of take this and run with it. Yeah, that's what we've kind of been waiting to see. Is because this division isn't as bad as it's been so far. Uh, if you just kind of look at the track record of what the Dodgers and Giants have done in the last couple of years, and how much better the, the Diamondbacks got in the offseason, uh, people were kind of waiting for uh, the one team to kind of separate itself. And the Padres will tell you they're not looking past this Brewers series, but I think pretty much everyone in the fan base is because they've got such a such an important stretch coming up with games where with, with or games that are essentially worth two games against against teams like the Giants and the Dodgers who, I mean, obviously they're big games in the standings. I'm a believer that you don't necessarily look at the standings until the beginning of June, but it's not the standings. It's the fact that they're playing divisional rivals, and those games mean a little bit more to the fans. The players won't say they mean more to them, but um, they, they actually do mathematically when it comes down to the end of the season if you're in a race. So no one's looking past the Brewers and the Padres per se, but I think about everyone in Padre land is, and, the, and, and it'll start getting interesting uh, next week. Okay, very interesting. All right, AJ, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks for having me on. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.